coach and a therapist walked out of a bar looking to stir up some trouble. Even though life in the bar was fun, they thought life outside the bar would be even better. Together they created some sober nonsense. This is your one of your hosts, Teresa, and I'm so excited about today's topic, which Melissa will be leading us on, and it's all about retiring the judge, and I cannot wait to jump into this juicy topic. So with further, without further ado, let's hear from Melissa. Yay! Well, before we start, Teresa, how are you today? I only get to see you once a week, right? And so tell me, even though we text a lot in between, how's your week going? We are like mid-December, amping up for the holidays. What's up with you? Oh, gosh. Okay, so I got a lot of my Christmas shopping done yesterday. <laughs> I'm so happy about that. Um, as I told you, we spoke briefly about the nightmare I had last night, which is really weird. And I'm, uh, I'm a vivid dreamer. I'm somebody who remembers my dreams. And I write them down a lot. I have a lot of dreams. I could write a, I could probably publish a book. Um, but other than that, you know, last week I was a little down. This week I'm, I'm back to where I feel like I'm Teresa. I'm like ready to fire. I'm fired up, ready to go and having a good time. Yeah. What about you? How are you doing? Well, I'm a vivid dreamer too. I have this oh, yeah? recurring dream. Yeah, I had a recurring dream. Uh, gosh, it happens a couple times a month. Um, that we moved back to Colorado into the first house my husband and I ever bought here where we had my son. And so Ooh. I had that dream last night. And it's kind of fun because every time I have it, our house looks a little bit better and better. <laughs> so um, do, do you analyze yeah. your dreams? You know, I kind of um, half analyze. I used to be really serious with my dreams of like, okay, this has to have meaning. Now I take them a little bit um less seriously, you know, sometimes there's clear messages that come across, but most of the time it's just, uh, you know, playful, uh, whatever dream world. Um, but yeah, yeah. So I kind of like this dream, um, going back to Colorado (sighs) and I'm happy to be here today. I've got my sun lamp on. Um, I'm trying to reframe this of, you know, I think it's been about a good 10 days since we've seen the sun here in Wisconsin And so just like you, I was feeling kind of down and out about it Um, last week, even into this past weekend, specifically Sunday, I woke up feeling really sorry for myself Um, (laughs) and just like, well, you know, it already feels like four o'clock in the afternoon and it's, you know, 8 a.m. So I've been working on intentionally trying to create my own sunlight, my own inner fire, um, just to kind of help help balance out this dreary type of season here. What I think is interesting is because you're you're making a point of missing the sun, and I took a picture of the moon the other night because we, I hadn't seen the moon in several days because of the cloud cover. Mm. So I didn't miss the sun, but I missed the moon. I think that's so funny. Isn't it just speaks funny? to our, our polarity. Well, well, no, I mean, I love the moon too, but I want some sort of balance. And that's what I think yeah. is hard this time of year uh, for at least in kind of the Northern Midwestern, kind of, you know, part of the country too, is just like this lack of sunlight. 
Um, I'm happy with 20 minutes. If I can get 20 minutes of sunshine, I'm good. <laughs> but it's like a complete withholding. Oh. So anyways, I am well, good here. Thing, good thing you have candy to give you some sunshine. <laughs> candy is a chicken. She sent me a, a text this morning. It's 7 a.m. or something like that, which I'm an early riser, so no big deal. But it was her holding her chicken in the living room on the couch. <laughs> on the couch. Poor Candy has been disabled since we've gotten her. She's survived really long. I've had her about a year and a half, and she only has one leg. The other leg is really oh. kind of yeah disfigured. And so she wasn't looking so hot since it's been cold and muddy here. And she couldn't get into the coop yesterday. So I swooped her up. Um, for the listener, I have this gorgeous bathroom we worked on all last year uh, with a clawfoot tub. Yeah, and beautiful. I just made her a little nest in the tub and fed her and I gave her a warm bath. Um, so my husband wasn't too pleased of like, we've got a chicken in our brand new bathroom. What the hell? Uh, but I, you know, I gave her some TLC and spent a couple hours snuggling with her on the couch. And this morning she was looking pretty good. So to be continued. So if you Candy. want to see this gorgeous bathroom, you can go to Wildstone Wellness uh, Instagram. That's right. And Check me out, Wildstone yeah. Wellness. Yeah, I got a couple photos There's of this beautiful bathroom remodel. Her and her husband to... are taking a bath together. Don't give it away. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. Don't give it away. Some yeah. salacious photos salacious. out there on social, <laughs> yeah, social media. Right. All right. Well, uh, let's dive into this topic. I'm so excited to hear your perspective and uh, I have a few things to say about it and of course listeners while you're listening to this take some notes and reach out to us let us know what you think or if you have any questions so let's go Melissa let's go okay we're jumping into retiring the judge well what does that mean uh this is a concept Teresa that you introduced to me during our coaching Mm -hmm. together Mm-hmm. Um, and it just struck a chord. It struck this frequency. It resonated with me so much. So we all have an inner critic or inner judge. And a couple examples of what, you know, an inner judge might say, inner critic, um, this wasn't good enough. I should have done something differently. I shouldn't have had those four or five drinks last night. I should have worked out. You are no good if you're not going to the gym. You canceled on your friends. That's bad. So anything that's kind of labeled as bad or good. Um, And what's interesting is, you know, what I'm saying might be um, moderately, you know, shaming. But when we really get down to it, the inner critic or the inner judge can be really critical. Well, you know that how I feel about judging is that nothing is good or bad. Nothing is right or wrong. We just kind of hold things loosely, kind of get curious about them, what's going on here. But something that came up, and I've never used this before, but it, it, it really landed for me while I was walking Maggie at oh, dark 30 under the moonlight. Mm. So exciting. Uh, was uh, you have the judge that stakes the claim that says something's right or wrong, but then you get the ruling of what you should or shouldn't have done, right? So you have the judge and the ruling. And um, one of the examples I came up with for myself, since I don't drink, is that how I judge myself that I'm not creative. So I already ruled that I'm not creative. So whenever you're, the judge is in play, that means there's no flexibility. 
there's no open heartedness, no open mindedness. You're stuck. Mm. You're in, you've already sealed the deal. The ruling's been made and you're sentenced to fill in the blank. Yeah. Well, and it really reminds me in counseling or in uh, specifically cognitive behavioral therapy, we address cognitive distortions. And so this really rings true to that all or nothing thinking, Mm. right? If I don't drink, I am good. And if I have a drink, I am bad. Whereas, you know, I like to judge, well, how was your day? (laughs) Right. How was your day? And so not only do we label as good or bad, but then, you know, I think you're right with that ruling. I shouldn't have done this. That somehow makes me wrong. And I'll, I'll share an example that actually came up last week. This was last week. And so um, it has to do with the weather and drinking. So last week I was wrapping up work about four o'clock and it was almost pitch dark. And I just wanted to curl in bed and do nothing, right? And there's this thought of like, well, I should be productive, blah, blah, blah. Ended up curling into bed, started watching Harry and Meghan on Netflix and thought, you know, I kind of want to have a glass of wine with this. Should I, shouldn't I? Kind of wrestled with it. I already knew that inner dialogue was like, this isn't worth the inner dialogue. I'm already obsessing around it. Um, gave myself some time to kind of obsess with it. And I was like, fuck it. I'm having some wine. Grabbed some white wine, went into bed, started watching it, crying at Harry and Meghan. By the way, I love it when I'm drinking or not drinking. I love it. I know there's a lot of um, slack they're getting. Um, and I was... On my back, in bed from 4.30 on the rest of the day. Okay. Watch that. Watch the movies, right? Okay. So my inner judge the whole time is like, I shouldn't be doing this. I shouldn't be doing this. What is wrong with me? Wake up the next morning. I just wasted the, the not only did I not do anything with my um, evening, but I also drank. So that's bad. So every time I drink, I automatically wake up with, that's bad. And I have that inner resonation a little bit or resonance. Um. Well, it turns out, right, I was just a little premenstrual. <laughs> and I really, really, really just needed a couple hours in bed cozy. It felt so good to be wrapped up cozy, comfortable. I had all three of my dogs in bed with me. Um, and I kind of shamed myself through it. But in hindsight, it's exactly what I needed. Now, did I need the wine? You know what? I think I was actually craving something else, but I had it anyways. But it's no big deal. I had to let go of that judgment. I was taking care. I was doing the best I could. Um, and I needed that. But that inner judge came out initially and said, um, you know what? You shouldn't have done that. Why did you do that? That's not healthy for you. And and here's what I'm thinking all the time. I'm listening to you is, should I or should I? So how, what if you would have just said, I am. I am in bed. I am watching this show. I am enjoying this glass of wine. I This is what I am doing. And being decisive instead of torturing yourself. Oh, thank you, Teresa. I need that because there's this, there is this element, and I'm working on this, just like a lot of people, of this constant judging, second guessing, should I, shouldn't I, blah, 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 blah. Instead I am never of, going in the judge's chambers with you ever. <laughs> I will always be the one with the key saying, you can be free. You can. <laughs> That's right. And it's weird because when I get in that judgmental zone of myself, it takes effort to get out. So I really have to use my tools, my skills, my inner dialogue to shift it. So wake up the next morning, I'm judging myself. 
because it's on like automatic pilot. The good news is I'm aware of it. Mm-hmm. I can wrestle with that and then I can pull myself out versus in the past, I might've just stayed in that place of beating myself up of like, why did you do this, Melissa? <laughs> and the, and the, that doesn't help. That doesn't help you. That, 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 that does not tool you for there will be another time that where you're going to feel bad. Here's the thing is the, the, the reality is you're going to have more moments like that over the next couple of months of winter Mm-hmm. then you won't. So how how will shaming yourself prepare you for moving forward? Right? right. So Absolutely. instead of shaming yourself and shitting all over yourself, what could you do that would be constructive that would support a decision that you would prefer? And I'm choosing my words carefully because I don't want to shoulds here. I don't want to say that I don't want to label what you did was bad because I don't see it as bad. I only see that how you beat the shit out of yourself is bad. That's right. That's So you didn't hurt anybody. You didn't hurt yourself. So how are you going to retire the judge and move forward and prepare for, for the coming months of this time of year? Yeah, I mean, there's a really, there's a, a subtle, well, I wouldn't say subtle, sometimes subtle, sometimes, you know, kind of profound wrestling with what balance looks like this time of year. So balance and wellness looks a lot different, I found out, in the winter months than it mm-hmm. does in summer months, right? Mm-hmm. Good observation, uh, yeah. Yeah, and so just like the seasons change, um, my self-care plan changes. My inner dialogue Excellent. might need to change a little bit. Excellent. Yeah, and so it's okay. You know, I really, there's this whole concept too of um, seasonal affective disorder or seasonal depression. Um, and I got to be honest, I don't really like that term. Even though I can feel low mood, just like everyone else. And though I don't like that term because I think it's um, medicalizing this natural, probably healthy tendency to hibernate a little bit more in the winter months. But yet our culture, our grind culture, go, 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 says something's wrong with you if you don't want to go, go, go in the winter months. Absolutely. Um but there's also other ways that you can feel that sense of production and creation and and accomplishment. And but I also think that there's so much value to nurturing yourself and hibernating. So you can so you can dig for the riches when springtime comes, right? So you can be Beautiful. full of life and, and rebirth for the springtime. I think that you just you listen, pay attention, and respond. Don't react. Don't uh, shit all over yourself. It's hard. And so I, I know, Teresa, when you and I were talking about this concept of firing your inner, or, or I'm sorry, retiring your inner <laughs> judge, I was actually going to just say, it's not firing the judge of like, get the hell out of here. You suck, judge. I don't need you anymore. It's with compassion. Like, the judge listen. is doing its job. The judge Let's is be doing clear. her job. But I want to send her to Hawaii on the beach so she can just... <laughs> You know, put her feet up and catch some rays and enjoy life. So it's like, thank you, inner judge, for trying to keep me on track. I don't need you anymore. I told you what I'm doing with the judge. So y'all got to look at the artwork for this podcast. (laughs) Yes. Oh, my God. I love it. Okay. I can't wait to see the artwork that comes out corresponding to this. Amazing. 
You are creative. Why are you not? That's bullshit, right? Says the judge. Right. No, the, the judge was incorrect. True. The judge didn't have all the information, you know? And and that's that that's another good part is that you didn't have all the information about what you were experiencing because you kind of took a shortcut, right? You just jumped in bed, you took the alcohol instead of doing the exploring that you could have done. Yeah. Sometimes it's okay just to lie in bed and be brainless. And that's, it felt so good. And in hindsight, I could have jumped again in bed without the boot. I don't even think it was about the booze. I just, you know, I wanted all the comfort I needed in that moment. Three dogs, a down comforter. Oh, I forgot to tell you, made a big bowl of popcorn. It was like I needed my little oh, I nest. Popcorn. Yes, yes, I just needed my nest. And how much better would it have been if you hadn't judged yourself about it? Amazingly. Yeah. So much better. Yeah. And I even think it would have been maybe a touch better without the booze. Cause I really would have been able to sit with all that, but whatever. I, no. it, it is yeah, what I it did. No why deal. even go there? Why go there? It's just, it, it is what it, you did it. It's done. Yeah. It's done. Boom. Damn, girl, I love you. Right. Can you just crawl into my brain too. sometimes? <laughs> well, that's hopefully what this podcast will do is give people a reminder that you're doing fine. You are fine. You are doing good. So this inner judge, I just want to, you know, really get clear that it comes up often multiple times a day, if not dozens or hundreds times a day for most people, or at least, you know, the, the people I'm working with, um, which I think is a, you know, kind of a, a good, um, a good example of how most of our inner dialogue operates. I shouldn't have had that extra Christmas cookie. I shouldn't have said X, Y, or Z to my coworker, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if I get everything turned in on time, I'm good. And if I don't, I'm a piece of shit, right? So there's so much inner dialogue that can be really damaging because what happens when we are in that good place is like, okay, you know, it really, it really makes us victims of our own inner dialogue versus um, being empowered all the time. Because we can be empowered when we make healthy choices and when we make maybe unhealthy choices. But it really cuts us off from that um, that energy. Does that so, make sense? Yeah. Going back to the judge making the ruling of what you should and shouldn't be doing is is taking a little bit of power. And one way you can take a little bit of power is I could be, I could have this glass of wine. And if I have this glass of wine, I'm going to own it and I'm going to enjoy it. And I'm not going to allow the judge to participate because she said it's done. It's, it's already been ruled. I'm having this glass of wine. So replacing should with could, I could do this. Love it. And then you're choosing, right? So you're making a conscious choice of what you're going to do and how you're going to move forward. I think that's important. I think it's important for you to own your decisions instead of feeling like you're victimized or, and then when the judge comes in and says, you should, you shouldn't have, you still feel powerless from that. Right. So if instead, so listeners, Melissa, myself with Christmas cookies, cause I love Christmas cookies. Um, and, and I don't, I don't, when I, when that should starts peeking its head in there, it's like, Fuck that! I'm having a cookie. Isn't that funny? What's up with the cookies? By the way, the other night I had like a bunch of Christmas. I don't even like them that much, but I'm just eating them, eating them, and I'm like, 
hmm, this doesn't feel so great. That's that's more of trying to practice that non-judgment of like, hmm, I'm correlating. I had five Christmas cookies and I feel a little off, right? Almost losing <laughs> a sense of humor versus like, you stupid lady, right? No, I didn't. Right. I actually didn't do that with the cookies, which is good. Um, good. But I didn't feel hot. I didn't feel yeah. hot after having You don't having feel good. Many. You don't feel good. And so observe that, become aware of that, and make yeah. that your inspiration for making a better choice, your motivation for choosing, making a different decision. Something I wrote down about, um, and I want to explore this because it, it really resonated with me, is we are more comfortable with a ruling, the judge, taking because we think we know, because we think we then know who we are instead of just being comfortable with being unfinished. Ooh, read that again. That's really awesome. I know. So I wrote, we are more comfortable with a ruling by the judge. I didn't write by the judge, but we are more comfortable with a ruling because we think we then know who we are instead of just being comfortable with being unfinished. Wow. I really like that. I really like it's that almost too. like we, you know, we're creatures of habit and our brain is so amazing that it likes to take shortcuts all the time. So it's like, we'd rather be told of what's right or wrong mm. than really use our creative energy, use our intuition, use our connection to source or God to, um, think for ourselves really. And to right. feel that connection all the time. Right. And I've had clients tell me, just tell me what to do. It's like, I can't tell you what to do. If I tell you what to do and science shows you this, your brain, if I tell you, Melissa, don't drink, that your brain will like make a little spark. But if you come to the reality, if you come to the resolve that you don't want to drink, then your brain lights up in several spaces. So it's like, I can't tell you what to do, honey. You've got to do this work. You've got to explore and experiment and find out what works for you and, and what means something to you more so than checking out with the alcohol or taking the shortcuts to fun right. or happy time. Absolutely. So it's, it's being comfortable not having all the answers, being comfortable with getting it wrong. Right. If there is a I wrong. If there Being is comfortable wrong, and, with making a decision that society doesn't look happily upon. I think that's that amazing. No, I think that's, you know, and, and there's so many, it's not just with health, but really in so many areas of our world, it's like, we're really taught of what's the right way to do it. What's the wrong way to do it. Right. That's, that's just like cultural programming from society, or our families, um, again, right or wrong. And I kind of, I always kind of correspond that with like going to, say you went to a huge ice cream buffet, right? I don't know if you've ever been, you know, traveled, but say there's like 50 flavors of gelato and you go there, right? And then suddenly the person's serving, it's like, no, 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 you can only have chocolate or vanilla, you know? And I see like a pistachio almond one that I really want, um, which by the way, sounds delicious. But it's just limiting ourselves. There's just such a variety and spectrum of experiences or flavors out there. But when we say this is right and this is wrong, we limit ourselves um, to a fraction of what we're what we um, have potential for. Oh, absolutely. What would be uh, your favorite gelato, Teresa? If you could come up with it. <laughs> you know, I don't know that I've even had gelato. 
Oh, girl, how is it possible we are friends doing this <laughs> podcast? I'm a All terrible right. human being. <laughs> I do like ice cream, though. My favorite ice cream is Coconut and Almond Crunch. Ooh, Currently. what brand? Uh, it's Lowe's brand. Lowe's, okay. the grocery store here I know Lowe's. in North okay. Carolina. Yeah. Mm. We don't have Lowe's in Oregon. We had it here, and it, it took me a minute to get used to it because of the lows I, that I'm familiar with is the hardware store. So when That's I talk right. to me, talk you to get me. ice ice cream from your hardware store. Okay, <laughs> yeah. When I talk to my people and say, "Oh, I love Lowe's ice cream," and they're like, "What?" Oh my gosh, I love it. Yeah, and my I just want to really totally off topic. My favorite gelato flavor was uh, grape soda. It was delicious. Ooh, interesting. Yeah, complete tangent. To what me, kind of it just non- seems like it's not even copacetic. It's like grape soda and gelato should not go together. Oh, and for me, it just like blew, like blew me away. I'm like, holy shit, this is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> so, but that's the thing is if I, you know, if you go in and you limit yourself to chocolate and vanilla, which is what we do in our mind, this is right, this is wrong. I've got two options. Um, we don't get to experience the huge, like, variety of life in the middle. I 100% agree. So how are we doing on time? For some reason, I don't have the time on my phone. Yeah, my we're 24 screen. minutes in. Let's, okay. I guess, yeah. Anything else you want to add with the judge as we as we go on a tangent about gelato? <laughs> <laughs> hey, this is just a conversation between between two women that are willing to share it all, gelato and all. You know, um, I just went on a tangent with writing this morning, and that was one of the things that I really wanted to talk about was the the be- becoming more comfortable with the unfinished, becoming uncomfortable with the struggle and and getting curious about that struggle and how can, what would, what would end the struggle? What, how could you retire the judge of telling you that something's wrong and you have two choices. You can either say dismissed. I'm not, Oh, this really goes into another, another subject, but you can either dismiss the judge and say, I'm not, I've, I've made, I've made the ruling. I'm not going to drink or, I'm going to drink and then own that shit. Do not fucking carry, don't drag it out and beat the shit out of yourself. That just Mm. makes it worse. It just perpetuates it. It does make it worse. Yeah, I just, I don't see any value in that at all. At all. You might as well enjoy it if you're going to do it and own it. I love that. And I think what you mentioned too is just to, just to, um, you know, reiterate the importance of, if we don't offer a ruling, if something's not good or bad, then it builds our capacity to sit with the fact that we are unfinished. And maybe there is no ruling. Maybe it's like you're just sitting with being a work in progress. Mm. You know, there's no there's no definite answer just yet. And is that okay? And how do you practice self-love and compassion and non-judgment when maybe there are no clear answers? And here's spoiler alert: we aren't done. There, there is so much left to us that we haven't even tapped into, and you have to be willing to, to explore and experiment. Experiment with your drinking. Don't, if if you are not causing harm to yourself or others, I'm going to always say that if you are causing harm to yourself or others, another intervention needs to be made. 
this is probably not where I would start with sober nonsense. But if you're not, if you're somebody like Melissa, who's, you know, I'm not hurting anybody, but I'm will, I'm willing to look at this habit and I can see where I could do better to, because of who I want to be, yeah. not because this is right or wrong, but because it doesn't support who I see myself as my aspirations. Yes. That is, is we are never finished until the day we die. We are always supposed to be learning and growing, absorbing, experimenting, exploring, having fun, exercising, not exercising as in physical. Yes, that too, but exercising our right to be unfinished. If it's all done, if it's all done and there's nothing else to do, we are identity is sewed up. This is who I am. What's the point of moving forward? What's the point of living? That's right. And to honor, right. The beauty and the fact that we're whole even when we're working on ourselves, right? We're never broken. We're never um, sick. Incomplete. Right? I don't like that term. Yeah, you're complete, incomplete. just mm-hmm. as you are, and you're still expanding. I love it. Isn't that a beautiful place to be? And what a wonderful gift to start practicing around the holiday season, too, when there's so much external stimuli, so much merriment, but so much internal judgment too. And, and um, you know, there's still a lot going around this holiday season. So the gift of um, practicing non-judgment on yourself and self-compassion. And just self-love. Love, love, love is the anchor love, to love. it all. Okay, we will let you go if you haven't already stopped listening. What are you doing here, right? (laughs) We love you. Hopefully we We didn't lose all of you. Maybe there's one or two people still listening. Would that be great? (laughs) I think there are plenty of them. And if they're not, shame on them. (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. Whatever. We're having fun. All right, listener. Thanks for joining us. We are so glad that you're here and we would love to hear from you. Any ideas on topics or you have questions, feedback, even if you, you know, don't agree with us, we'd like to hear from you. You can find us on Instagram or Facebook. We're coming for you. Love it. All right. Bye friends. Retire that judge. Peace out.